Hello, everybody, and welcome to Know Your Berkshires. And thanks to PCTV for having us on tonight as they, and giving us all the assistance that they have over the years. And also, uh, our program today is going to be looking at the Pittsfield Police Department and with our guest, uh, Chief Michael Wynn from the Pittsfield Police Department. Uh, the Know Your Berkshires show is basically a show brought to you by Civitan. And the purpose of our show is to get to know all the different um, activities, the people, the places, the organizations that make Berkshire County such a great place uh, to live. And my name is Patrick Gable. I'm the host uh, of the show. And with us today is uh, Chief Michael Wynn. Welcome to uh, Know Your Berkshires. Thanks for the invitation, Pat. It's a pleasure to be here. All right, um, Chief, how big is the Pittsfield Police Department? Uh, in our current budget cycle, which just started in July, our authorized strength is 97 sworn officers. Um, but the total size of the department, including support personnel, is just under, um, just under 120. Our actual number of sworn officers available for duty today is uh, 85. So we've got a, another eight in the academy. So we're, we're working our way towards 97, but we're a little understaffed. The support um, uh, personnel are people that man the offices uh, and that type of thing? So our, our support personnel, we have non-sworn civilian dispatchers. That's the largest non-sworn unit in the department. And then our finance and administration section, which is, um, you know, essentially five civilians that kind of do the paperwork and make sure we have all the stuff we need to do police work. And then our facilities support and fleet support. So. And you mentioned the police academy. How does one become a police officer? In Pittsfield, we are a civil service community. So the, the first official step in becoming a Pittsfield police officer is to take and pass the Commonwealth civil service exam. We're okay. only we're only allowed to recruit people who have successfully passed that. Our involvement in civil service is currently being examined again, but that's the way it is right now. So right. they well, give. I'm, go, ahead. go ahead. I'm, so, so they well, give I'm too old. I'm too old to become a police officer. But let's say uh, my uh, son, who's 22, uh, if I had a son, uh, wants to be. Uh, he would take. Where Where would he go to take this test? So the the Commonwealth administers the test every two years. Um, when I took the test way back when, I actually took it in Dalton. It was it was fairly close to home. Now um, our candidates have to travel to either Springfield or Worcester, depending on how many test sites the Commonwealth has. So you take the test, it takes several months to get your results back. Then they produce what's called a certified list. And once we get that certified list, we can then begin speaking to candidates and we have to speak to them in rank order. So depending on how many vacancies we're trying to fill, um, we contact Human Resources Division, Civil Service Unit, and they send us a list of available candidates. And then we start the application and background check process. If the process goes absolutely well from taking the test to getting you out of training, it's about two years. Really, two years. So uh, does uh, somebody have to consult the Pittsfield Police Department before they take the test or they just go and take the test? Not necessarily. I mean, we have a lot of candidates who do reach out for us ahead of time. They request to take ride alongs to see if they, they want to work in our organization, work in, within the culture of the Pittsfield Police Department. But you can take the test um, without speaking to us at all. And they they ask you to list um, communities where you'd be interested in working. 
that doesn't necessarily mean that you're only going to go to those communities, but it gives us a it gives us a look at who's interested in working with us, so we can pare the list down a little bit. Do you have age requirements? So there's a minimum age requirement to be a police officer in the Commonwealth. You must be at least 21 years old when you start the police academy, uh, and Ironically, the only upper limit is you can't be past retirement age. <laughs> and uh, where is the police academy located? So our police academy or the academy we prefer to use is in Springfield. Uh, it's, it's technically on the campus of Springfield Tech, but right now they're working oh, in a different okay. location. Um, but the Commonwealth has, I think right now we have seven satellite academies spread throughout the Commonwealth and they're, they're in different regions. So. We prefer to use our, our Springfield Academy, but we have sent people to the Joint State Police Municipal Academy at the State Police Facility in New Braintree. We've sent people to Boylston. We've sent people to Reading. Uh, it, if we have candidates who are ready to go to the academy and our academy is already in session, we'll start looking for vacancies elsewhere. And how long of a program is it at the academy? It's just under 22 weeks. Oh, okay. And uh, who pays for that? Uh, that is a work in progress. So the okay. the, tu the tuition uh, to attend the academy is about $3,000. And um, it used to be that the city just paid it up front. But then we um, went through a period of time where we were getting people through the academy and they were taking jobs with other agencies right after we got them trained. Oh. So, for <laughs> so for a little while, we made the recruits pay it up front. Uh, and then that, that caused some issues. Um, we actually eliminated some qualified candidates because they, they, they just couldn't do it at the time. And so now we pay it, but they sign a promissory note with us that uh, includes their tuition and their equipment and their uniforms and a small percentage of their salary. And so if they sign the promissory note with us, it gets um, forgiven after five years. But if they leave in their first five years of employment, they have to pay the balance. So what academy did you go to or did you? Yeah. I, I went to the Western Mass Academy that was the predecessor to our, our Springfield Academy. My academy was in Feeding Hills, Agawam. And oh, I, right. I, was, I was in one of the, one of, well, not, not one of the last classes, but I was probably in like one of the, the 10 last classes that went through there before they shut down that building. Um, when I was in the DA's office, uh, probably about, 30, 40 years ago, um, a police officer, uh, trainee died in an academy. Officer uh, Shepard. Yes, that's right. Officer Shepard. What academy was that at? He was at Agawam. Yes, that's what I thought. That was, okay. Anyway, how about yourself? When did um, you become a Pittsfield police officer? I became a police officer in 1995. In Pittsfield? In Pittsfield. Yeah, okay. I spent my whole career here. Right. And when did you become chief? 2007. And how do you become chief? Do you have to take a test? So um, similar to the new hire process, because we are a civil service community, all of our promotions are based on civil service testing or civil service assessment centers. So I had to take okay. a, I had to take a test to become a sergeant and I had to take a test to become a lieutenant and I had to take a test to become a captain. Uh, and then uh, I was a captain when my predecessor, Chief Riello, announced that he was leaving and going to Falmouth. And so I actually was uh, placed in command of the department as a captain. Uh, and then I was the acting chief. Um, I was made the acting chief about a year and a half later. I was the acting chief for 10 years, uh, the interim oh. chief for 10 years. 
And then when uh, current mayor decided she was going to remedi- uh, fix that situation, I had to take a civil service sponsored assessment center, which is um, instead of a written test, an assessment center is a series of re- reality based scenarios in, in real time um, that they, they put you in a room with a bunch of strangers and you have to work through the activity and you're evaluated on your performance. By the way, uh, you're watching uh, Know Your Berkshires brought to you by Civitan. And with us is uh, special guest, Chief Michael Wynn. Um, any big changes that you've made since you've become either acting police chief or the police chief? Yeah, there's there's some changes. My background before I went upstairs into administration was in training and tactics. Uh, I was okay. the department's training officer and training supervisor for most of my tenure before becoming the chief. Uh, and so we've really doubled down our, our efforts around training uh, and expanded the training that is available in-house to our personnel. Um, we've invested in a lot of new equipment. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in leveraging technology to make our, uh, our officers both safer and more efficient. So, you know, everything from office upgrades with, to the equipment we use for report writing or report filing to equipment in the field, like the implementation of tasers or less lethal technology that we've added, um, changing the equipment that's in the cruisers. So I'd, I'd are say- Are these electrical, tasers are these a kind of electrical shock guns? So a, a taser is an electrical control device or an electrical control weapon. We we carry Axon brand tasers. It's a specific brand of, of ECW. And our um, they, they basically incapacitate the neuromuscular system by discharging an electrical charge, yes. By the way, uh, I want to wish you a congratulations here. I've got a release that said that uh, you were voted by the Pittsfield Community Television, recognized as one of the city city of Pittsfield notable communication initiatives. Yeah, um, I, I got to attend the PCTV awards and receive that, but that's uh, that's on my team. I have a, um, we put together a radio program a year ago in July. Where, we, where do you, why, where do you hear that on WTBR? WTBR and PCTV. Oh, okay. yeah. All right. And so we have a weekly Friday morning radio program. I won't be on tomorrow cause I have a conflict, but um, we, we were one of the only programs that was allowed to keep broadcasting during the pandemic live. So we were able to have um, director Armstrong from the health department and Dr. Kohlberg from the board of health and various represent, uh, representatives of community groups uh, on the show to interview them and do health updates. So it was- What, was days, a, what, what days is this on? Friday morning, at, Friday morning at nine. Okay. And um, by the way, also, I have another release that says that you've joined the National Leadership Council for Fight Crime and Investing Kids. Yeah, that, that was a surprise. Um, fight, Tell fight us about, crime. about that. Fight Crime Investing Kids is a national advocacy and legislative organization. Uh, they're they're part of a, an umbrella group for essentially supporting existing efforts through making connections with either legislature uh, legislators or funding sources. And they kind of literally put the arm on me at a conference about ten years ago and asked if I would sign a commitment letter basically saying that, you know, on behalf of our agency, we believe that investments in early childhood literacy and early childhood education and quality after school programming can have a positive impact and reduce crime. 
and I was happy to sign that. I'm, I'm a, you know, ex Berkshire United Way board member, and I spent a little time as a teacher, so I really believe in the power of education. Um, last this year, actually, right before the pandemic, because I had been a member for 10 years, they asked if I would go to Early Childhood Education Advocacy Day in the State House on Beacon Hill and set up some meetings with some legislators so they could deliver some of their talking points and, and talk about some of the programs they sponsored. So I did that. And right after I did that, they asked if I would agree to serve on their leadership council uh, to provide some more um, exposure in New England for the organization. So it's kind of an honorary title, but I'm proud of it. Well, congratulations. Um... Is it my imagination or is it I'm just looking at things now more carefully, but it seems like the Pittsfield Police Department has made it a concerted effort uh, to uh, reach out to the community and in many different ways and um, uh, trying to communicate with everybody. No, it's not your imagination. Um, it, it's a deliberate strategy. It's it's part of our, our long-term strategic plan. Um, following following the, the death of Michael Brown in Ferguson and several other high profile incidents that happened in 2014 and 2015, President Obama convened the, 20, uh, the President's Task Force on 21st Century Policing. And in 2016, the final report of that task force was delivered. And one of the recommendations among many in there, but one of the recommendations is more deliberate, concerted community engagement, particularly through social media and unconventional means. So while the police department has always been involved in community engagement, it kind of was like something we were just like, yeah, we will do that while we're doing police work. Um, but following that, the implementation of some of that report, we said, no, we have to, we have to do that on top of our police work. It's, you know, we can, we can respond to calls, but community engagement is a separate activity that we have to practice. So we, you know, we've got some good social media profiles and we've got officers going out doing school checks just to, you know, interact when schools are in session, just to interact with the children. Um, I, when I can, we try to hold coffee with a cop events out in the community. We just had one virtually this month for the first time. We'll do another one in October. Um, you know, neighborhood watch meetings, uh, neighborhood That's initiative meetings. Yeah, that's where I met you was at uh, the Christian Center. I'm mm -hmm. president of the board there, and uh, you had a, uh, I guess, a community watch or a coffee. That was it. It was a coffee with uh, all kinds of different people. It went well. Yeah, so, when I, you know, ironically, when I first decided we were going to do coffee with a cop, I took the idea from my friends in Yarmouth and Boston, and my idea was that we would only do them in locally owned businesses. I wanted to support some local coffee shops rather than some chains. And we did that for three or four months. And then we realized there wasn't any place in the West side that you could sit down and have coffee you know, other than grabbing right. it at a grocery store, a convenience store, so our gas station. So we had to think about how, how do we continue to hold these engagement events in the neighborhoods that are, are perhaps underserved. And the Christian center was the obvious answer in the West side. So. Well, the, um, how in general do you feel the public uh, treats uh, police officers? I don't want to jinx us. I mean, in Pittsfield, excuse me, in Pittsfield, we're very fortunate. You know, we have, we have a very good relationship with most segments of the public. Now, there are clearly some segments of the public that are unhappy with either the Pittsfield police or just law enforcement in general. 
and the national trends that we've seen this year, um, you know, particularly following the death of Mr. Floyd, they, they've, they've come to the town, but we've, because of the relationships we've established over the years, uh, you know, we've, knock on wood, avoided what we're seeing elsewhere. Um, you know, we, I was very proud that following the first organized protest by the NAACP um, about police violence in 2020, that after we protected NAACP and their protesters' rights to assemble and to speak, that we got a thank you letter from the oh, NAACP. Yeah. Um, oh, that's I'm very, great. I'm very proud of the work that my officers did for that. I remember uh, I wasn't around at the time I was uh, away, but uh, I did re read the newspaper article about that. That really does sound something. So what are probably the, uh, that really says something for your police uh, department, Chief, and thank you. Um, what do you think your biggest challenges are now facing the Pittsfield Police Department? And how is the uh, the budget issues going with the, uh, you know, the reduction of income to the city? So, um you know, when, I, when people ask me about challenges, I kind of, I, I take a two-prong answer to that. I always say operationally, our, our biggest challenge is the type of crime we deal with. It, it comes down to gangs, guns, and drugs. And, and that's, that's all one thing. So gangs, guns, and drugs kind of drives a lot of the other crime in the city. And that's immediately followed by uh, domestic violence and domestic violence recidivism. Those are, those are my two big concerns when I talk to my operations commanders. And then when we just look at the challenges of the police department, staffing, you know, trying to get to that elusive fully staffed number has been big and, and trying to keep up our staffing procedures in COVID has been a, a learning experience. So that's been a challenge. How, um, how has that affected it? How has the, it, the COVID affected it? So generally speaking, when we get somebody into the pipeline, um, the first thing we do with them is we, we bring them in for a sit down as a group, depending on how many we're going to send to the academy. And, you know, in my tenure as the chief, we've sometimes for a, a, a group of 10 people, we might be evaluating 40 people. So we might have 40 people in for a meeting to hand out the application and go over the application and answer their questions. And we just couldn't do that. So to have 12 people come in for an application review and have to sit socially distance one person at a table and wear a mask. Those, those are all things we had to adjust to. But what testing do you guys do? I mean, that uh, uh, in terms of for the for the COVID. So uh, unfortunately, uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, we had a, a fairly high rate of infection within the department. We had to go oh, into some. We okay. had six. We had six officers infected all at one time as we went Ooh. into our emergency staffing plans. So we implemented the emergency staffing plans and separated the department so we, we wouldn't cross infect halves of the department. And then um, because we were in touch, I was on the mayor's COVID task force, I was in daily touch with Director Armstrong and our public health nurse, Kayla Donnelly Winters. We were able to get quick access to testing right down at BMC and, and fast turnarounds. So we knew who was sick, we knew who wasn't sick, we took steps to separate the people who were sick and get them healthy quickly. And then once we got through a couple of rotations of our emergency staffing plan, um, we've, we've, I think we've only required testing for two more people. Did you lose any officers? I'm sorry? Did you lose any officers? No, no. All of our, we had a couple officers who, who had a rough time of it, but they all recovered and they all came back to work. 
talking about uh, challenges, and you mentioned one of the prong part of one of the prongs is gangs. Are there uh, gangs in Pittsfield? Yes. Armed gangs. Well, I, you know, it's I don't I think armed gangs is is kind of a it creates a picture. So you have gangs and and gangs okay. gangs members who some may be carrying weapons. So our gangs very our gang members very seldom carry weapons on a regular basis. They have like shared guns. Like they stash their guns places and they know where to go get them. Um and can you say how many gangs there are in Pittsfield? Not specifically, no. Um, so when I, when I, before I became the chief, one of the jobs that I did was I served as the department's gang intelligence officer. And so, you know, as early as the mid nineties, we knew that we had outside influences here. We were looking at small sets of Latin Kings. We had some bloods coming in from over in the New York area. We knew we had some, um, some, you know, nationally affiliated Crips and the policy of the department at the time was we didn't really talk about it publicly. So, you know, we would have these community meetings and people would say, we don't have gangs, they're wannabes. And, you know, there's no such thing. If if you want to be a gang member and you're acting like a gang member, you are essentially a gang member. Um, after I became the chief, one of the things that I did right away is I just publicly acknowledged, look, we have nationally affiliated street gangs. And unfortunately, what happened for us is we were very, very successful in 2007 and 2008 in targeting some of our drug distribution organizations. And we put some real bad actors in state prison. And while they were in state prison, they went from being affiliated with locally known uh, street gangs or strategic strategic threat groups to joining national gangs. And when they got out of prison, they brought that back with them. So we have some pretty active blood sets in the city. We still see some Latin Kings. Uh, one of the biggest Hells Angels chapters in, in the country is right down the road at the Lee Clubhouse. So really? yeah, there, there are gangs here. Uh, this is dumb, but do they wear paraphernalia that you would recognize or something? Most of our gang members don't openly flaunt their affiliation with paraphernalia. They're they're fairly discreet about it. Um, but by the way, how many women are on the Pittsfield Police Department? Do you know? I just was looking at my staffing report. I think as of today, it's ten. Okay. On the on the sworn officers. Um, what's the thing you don't like about being police chief? <laughs> don't take this the wrong way, but all the evening commitments. I, 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 missed, <laughs> I missed the days when my work day ended at four o'clock. And unless I was on a call out, I, I went home at four o'clock. Well, I want to commend you for the efforts, especially with the community, uh, to trying to, um, you know, better the relationship between the, the police and, is one of the purposes basically so that people will trust the police and be able to ask for assistance and not be afraid to? Uh... That's a lot of it. Um, you know, obviously, our, our authority and our legitimacy requires the public to trust us. And that means we have to continually make deposits into those positive relationships. Before I became a police officer, before I went to the academy, I worked for the department for nearly two years as a community policing specialist. So when people ask me, you know, what does the department do about community policing? We invite the community to work with us in providing policing. The police can't do community policing without the community. It's a partnership. Well, Chief, I just want to uh, thank you for uh, coming on our show. This is, again, Know Your Berkshires, and we've been taking a look at the Pittsfield Police Department with Chief uh, Michael Wynn. Any message to the public? 
we always finish with the same message. You know, there, there is no piece of information that's unimportant. You don't know what we don't know. The, the information you have about civil disorder or crime in your neighborhood may be the one piece we're missing. So if you see something, say something. By all means, report crime or civil disorder when you see it. All right. Well, thank you so much again, Chief Wynn, for being on. Again, congratulations for that uh, award from uh, PCTV. Thank you. Uh, thank you've you been for the opportunity. Well, okay. This is Know Your Birches brought to you by Civitan, a volunteer organization uh, that uh, tries to help people. We participate in Special Olympics, Salvation Army. Uh, we also assist many of the soup kitchens and uh, we do work at the uh, Christian Center as well and try and help other organizations. If you're interested in becoming a member, call uh, my wife, uh, Janice Margie at 413-442-7857. Again, Chief Wynn, thank you for being on a show. And this has been Civitan and Know Your Birchers and thank you PCTV for having us on. Yeah.